0: Hello and welcome back to the Audacity Academy. I am your host, Sarah Falciani, and I am so excited to be here with you again. Last week was such a moment. I had completely forgotten that I had scheduled that episode to go out Monday um, at midnight. So when I woke up, I was two coffees deep into my morning before I remembered, and I real quick hopped onto Spotify and seeing an episode live again was just, it just made my heart feel so full. And then announcing it. And seeing all of the feedback from y'all and the nice, kind messages saying how much you love it for me, and the people who said they're subscribed and following now on Spotify, and the positive feedback for the episode. And the welcome back was just, it was just so special. It was just so good. So I'm really, really excited to be here. I'm really excited for the second episode, and I'm really excited to see where this podcast goes. So for those of you who follow me on TikTok, you know I really like my talking head videos where I'm like, usually it's me sitting in the car um, talking to the camera. And I'm pretty good at putting together two or three of those videos most days of the week. It's my favorite type of content to produce. But TikTok, at least my app, the, the current update that it has, limits me to 10 minutes. And the sweet spot for my algorithm, the videos that tend to do the best are the ones that are somewhere around anywhere from two, three minutes to up to five minutes. And every now and then I'll do a longer one that's like eight, nine minutes. So that time limit kind of forces you to, it just, it gives you a boundary. It's just a boundary within which we need to work. And within that boundary, I can be as creative as I want. I can be as funny as I want. I can share my message. I can share a couple of bullet points. I can share whatever it is that I feel to share, but I am still operating within the boundaries of that time limit. With podcasting, one of my favorite things about it is that there's no, there's no time limit. I can talk till I run out of breath or till my mouth gets dry or till I fall asleep on the phone or on my microphone. I can just talk and talk and talk. And because there's no limit, there's no boundary there, and I really don't have anything in my mind for what I'm specifically shooting for. Like, I'm not going to set a timer for 45 minutes and say, okay, I'm just going to fill up this space. If I go to record a podcast because I feel that this is the message that needs to come out this week, and I really create my content based off of intuition, like I operate within the boundaries, again, of my content pillars – my, you know, my, my online marketers, we know the content pillars, online business owners, we have the content pillars, but the sky's the limit as far as what's going to come through me. I don't sit and script out any of my content. I don't batch create my content. I don't force my creativity. I really am kind of a go with the flow kind of a person. I really, really do what I feel to do, uh, within the boundaries and the structure that I have set for my life and my business. That's a little masculine, feminine energy balancing lesson right there. Um, so I don't have any target goal for time limit. Sometimes you're going to log in and I'm going to say what I have to say in five minutes and get in, get out. Other times I might talk for an hour. Other times I might talk for 20 minutes. I don't know. I don't know. Again, these are not scripted. These are not, I just, I don't, we don't know what we're going to get. And I really like that and appreciate that about podcasting and this particular platform. So just know. Every episode is going to be a little different. Some are going to be longer than others. And an average time, I'm sure, is going to emerge as more episodes come out, as we produce more episodes. Today, this week, I really want to address, go a little deeper on a video I shared on my TikTok earlier this week talking about um, the coaching and manifestation industry. Um, I want to specifically address three of the most toxic and unhelpful things that I hear kind of perpetuated that think that people have shared with me are being perpetuated. So these are things that either I have heard over the years or things my students are telling me and clients and audience members are writing in and telling me that they're hearing now and they're asking questions about it. I want to address these three big ones, talk about them a little bit, give some perspective, give some education. None of this ever at any point. I do not have one single manifestation creator in mind. I don't have anybody in mind. I couldn't name names other than me and my mentors that I've had over the years. Couldn't name names if I couldn't fucking name names. I don't know. This is not a call out or a slam on anybody. We don't put people down in my world. It is purely just highlighting misinformation and areas of opportunity for learning and growth and improvement and cleaning up the game a little bit so that we are being sure to take care of our people and taking care of ourselves because mental health matters. So the first thing I want to talk about, the first toxic piece of information that I see put out quite frequently or hear put out quite frequently is this idea of like everything in your reality is your fault. Are we creating everything in our reality? Yes. But if we didn't know anything about manifestation and our, and creating our reality, we didn't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Even at this point, I don't fucking know what I don't know. If I ever say anything and you know something that I don't, please write in and tell me. I would love to hear that. I am always available and looking forward to expanding myself deeper levels of accountability, deeper levels of understanding, shifts in my perspective, growth, healing, expansion, so I can continue having the positive impact in the world that I know I am meant to have. Please write in and tell me, call me out, educate me, whatever the fuck you got to do. I really, really would appreciate it. My email is admin at So we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And it is really, really not productive, not effective, and not, just not helpful at all to try to do that super hustle culture, masculine, suck it up, buttercup, everything's your fucking fault. Ew. 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 That's not empowering. That is not empowering. That is not empowering. We need to be aware of catabolic energy and anabolic energy. Catabolic energy breaks down. It's restrictive. Think of it as like shrinking and small. Anabolic energy builds up. Think of it as being more not positive energy, but it's more uplifting. It builds. It builds. Catabolic breaks down. Anabolic energy builds. There is a way to educate and and work with someone and even work with ourselves on this whole processing this 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 really rough pill to swallow occasionally of accountability that needs to occur. That yes, we're creating our reality. Yes, we're creating our reality. Yes, we have the ability to intentionally create a reality in whatever way that we choose. Yes, there is a way to process that and work towards fine tuning that and developing the skills to get better and better at that because it's a journey it's not a destination again nobody's perfect with this there's a way to do that from a very anabolic place and there's a way to do that from a very catabolic place catabolic is everything's your fucking fault everything's your fucking fault and trying to guilt and shame people into change that's not usually going to be the most effective way to inspire or motivate change because it's coming from a very catabolic place. You can't build people up and inspire them and help them and facilitate them, implementing change in their lives and actually successfully shifting their self-concept and their belief system and processing and releasing things that have been created in the past and working through trauma if there's been trauma, working through health stuff, working through everything that needs to be worked through in this beautiful journey of life, right, as we develop as human beings, when you're trying to guilt and shame people, we're not going to guilt and shame people. We're not going to guilt and shame people. So if you ever hear everything's your fault, your trauma is your fault, your, everything on the bridge of incidents is your fault, no, mm, no, nope. do your best to avoid that kind of messaging and that kind of catabolic guilt, shame, fear-based motivation. Um, it's not the most effective for change. It's not the most effective for change. It's not the most effective for change. I'm not denying the fact that we're creating a reality with our thoughts. We're we're not denying that here. Like I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I'm the most direct, blunt, like least capable of sugarcoating Jersey girl you're ever going to find. People love to tell me how direct I am. So I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that we're creating our reality. And that at a certain point in our childhood, we started creating our reality, yes. But we really, collectively as like, as teachers, as mentors, as coaches, leaders really need to work on their delivery of the, our thoughts create our reality, we're creating our reality message. Because if you deliver it wrong, if you deliver it in that everything's your fucking fault way, it comes across as very victim blaming. Like, I'm sorry, you're not, you're not going to tell me that my abuser, the, rela- the the relationship I was in for six years, all of that, all that shit, you're not going to tell me that that was my fault. I didn't intentionally create that. I didn't know any better. I didn't know. I didn't know. You're not going to tell me that that was my fault. I don't have a problem taking accountability for the creation of it, but you're not going to tell me it's my fault. It's two different energies. It's two different energies. And getting to the point where we are prepared to take accountability for things that we've created and take accountability for the creation of our current reality and take accountability for the creation of of our future, of what's to come, it's a journey and we have to kind of facilitate and build and provide a safe space for that transformation to occur, but somebody's not going to get there any fast with a blame game. So that's what I have to say about that. It's not that it's false. It's not that it's necessarily a, a lie. Like, yes, we are responsible for creating our reality, but if we're manifesting something intentionally, we can't control everything along the bridge of incidents. We can't control everything along the bridge of incidents. We can't control everything along the bridge of incidents. We can't control everything along the bridge of incidents. We can't control everything along the bridge of incidents. If we are intentionally manifesting a business or a certain money goal and then we manifested losing our job, that's something unfolding along the bridge of incidents. We are not responsible for intentionally creating every little thing that has ever gone wrong for us ever. Our thoughts are creating our reality, yes, but we can't control everything that's going to manifest along the bridge of incidents. That's not our job. That's not our responsibility. So take that to heart. Understand that be wary of people who are trying to just like generalize like everything in your life is your fucking fault, that kind of messaging. It's not really helpful. It's not going to lead to very effective change in the long term. Basically, what I'm telling you is run away from that type of messaging because it's not really all that helpful. The second thing that I have, I've, that it has gotten back to me about um, and that I also personally experienced along my journey, especially in my 20s, was this idea of, of ignoring, bypassing, spiritually bypassing is really the phrase for it, uh, mental health, nervous system stuff, trauma, if there's been any, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. So, this is what I said on TikTok this week. How the fuck are we supposed to really work on our self concept and actually genuinely? change our belief system, shift our assumptions, rewrite our story, and truly embody the new story without processing shit. How? Self-concept involves mental health. Who you be today, trauma, if any has been experienced, is a part of your story that you've got today. In order to write a news story, we have to be aware of what the current story is. The state of your nervous system. I've had people, I've had clients and students tell me they didn't even know how dysregulated they were every single day until they started doing some of the exercises that I implement in my programs and my membership. The state of your nervous system and your state of reactivity to things that you see, all of this is stuff that needs to be taken into account so we can approach your intentional manifestation in the healthiest and most effective and customized way possible to you. I provide a curriculum inside my membership. I have a process, a structure of working through the different layers of your self-concept. But as far as how you, how you intentionally manifest... How you apply the principles, how you approach the embodiment exercises, what techniques you use, that's all completely up to you. Like, the process that I teach is fully and completely customizable, and it's for this reason exactly, because everybody's a little fucking different. We can't treat everybody like they're the same. You can't just deny people's mental health, nervous system status, um... And trauma, if there's been any, and just all of the beautiful building blocks that make up them. We can't just deny that existence and try to, like, make it black and white. Like, oh, just just decide that you don't have anxiety. You'll be fine. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) I had, you know, that's I was sucked into this toxic spirituality side of the manifestation community for a couple years when I was in my 20s. And it was when I was really, really, like, my anxiety was really, really, really bad. And it cre- it made my anxiety worse to try to pretend that it didn't exist. To just try to decide harder that I didn't have anxiety. To just try to decide harder that I hadn't been in a six-year-long abusive relationship. To just try to decide harder that I didn't have disordered eating patterns and severe body dysmorphia. To just try to decide harder that you know, shit that had happened to me in the military didn't happen. No. We'll use anxiety as an example. So my anxiety, I can't remember the last time I had an anxiety attack. I'll be honest with you. I'm not medicated at this point. I'm not medicated. It's been years since I've been on medication. And it's because I don't identify with the anxiety anymore. It's not because I denied its existence and finally successfully won the war on anxiety and was able to successfully decide hard enough that my anxiety didn't exist. It was when I was finally able to take a step back and go, holy shit, am I fucking sick of feeling like this every day? All right, this is who I be. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling every day. This is what, who this is my self-concept right now. This is what I, these are the tools that I need to develop. These are the skills that I'm going to develop so that I can give myself the best possible chance of feeling pretty fucking good every day and I'm just going to take baby steps with it. I'm now going to look at my anxiety and the other mental health diagnoses that I've got and other stuff going on. And I'm going to choose to look at it as information that I can then use to develop my self-concept, heal, move forward. And, and eventually, I, I woke up one day and I couldn't remember the last time I'd woken up crying in the middle of the night. I couldn't remember the last anxiety attack I'd had and it was really really cool because i wasn't trying to decide my way out of having anxiety i instead acknowledged it validated it validated it evaluated it for information and chose for it to not be a big deal i chose for it to not be my identity i chose for it to just to stop being such a such an identity for me every single day and i chose to be me and be sarah not be my anxiety and be restricted by, by, and triggered by all of it. It was, that's the, that's the transformation that had to happen. That's the difference. Looking at um, things that have happened to us or mental health diagnoses or anything like that, there's a way that we can look at it in a very disempowered kind of victimy way and go, oh, these are all the reasons why I don't get to have my manifestation. These are all the reasons why I can't do the self-concept work. These are all the reasons why I'm a piece of shit. These are all the reasons why I, I just deserve – I deserve nothing. And then there's a way, you know, and then there's the productive way of looking at it where we view it as information. And we do resentment release work if it needs to happen. We do forgiveness work. We process it. We acknowledge. We validate. We do whatever we need to do to process anything that might possibly be tethering us to old story. And that takes compassion. It takes practice. It takes proper mentorship, good coaching, self-reflection, a lot of grace. It takes it it's a process it's a process but we're not just going to decide that trauma and mental health and uh, you know nervous system dysregulation and shit doesn't exist it doesn't exist it doesn't exist so be be wary of anyone who is perpetuating that kind of messaging um, and also really, really, really do a hard check on people's credentials and their background and where they're coming from when they're speaking on these things um, because a lot of people who are claiming to be manifestation coaches, they don't have any qualifications. They don't have any qualifications to be able to speak on any of this stuff. They either don't have the personal experience. They don't have the professional background. They don't have the training. They don't have the education. There's typically a reason why people are saying things. So just practice discernment when you're listening to this kind of a messaging and and you know take accountability for the fact that you're the one who's the CEO of your life and you're the one who gets to decide which information you buy into and who you listen to and who you invest in. And if you're someone who's got you know, significant mental health stuff you've experienced a lot um, and you have a, a lot of depth to your story um, and there's more that you feel you want to process and look at, then do your due diligence in finding licensed mental health practitioners and coaches who are able to support you in that, who are able to support you in that. Good coaches, good coaches should They should know the boundaries of their scope of practice. So they should be able to look at a situation, look at a client intake form, look at all of that and go, this is outside of my scope of, these things are outside of my scope of practice. I can work with you on this. I cannot work with you on that. That is outside of my scope of practice. Let's make sure you get the support that you need for those things. Really solid, good coaches, mentors, professionals, leaders are going to know their limits they're going to know their limits. They're going to be forthcoming with their limits. So practice discernment when you're taking information. Use your judgment well when you are selecting a coach or a mentor or information to buy into. And um, just remember, everything just gets to be information. We don't have to identify um, and become our trauma. We don't have to identify with and become our diagnoses. We get to be who we desire to be and we get to create what we desire to create and be beautiful, complex works of progress at the same time. And the third piece of bullshit that I want to talk about today is this idea, this this toxic, toxic positivity shit. Toxic positivity as if you have to be happy all the time in order to successfully manifest. It's absolutely a lie, lie, lies. Lies and blasphemy. Do you think everybody who has a lot of money loses everything every single time they have a day where they're feeling not so happy? Do you think everybody who is in a happy, healthy, loving relationship completely, like their person just disappears out of their life the second they wake up not happy? No. No. Absolutely not. You do not have to be happy all the time positive all the time in order to manifest. You can be having a day where you are human. You're maybe not feeling so great. You're feeling a little triggered. You're feeling a little down. You're mourning something. You're processing something heavy from your past. And you can also choose to know that everything's working out for you, that everything is moving you in the direction of your dreams, that what you see in the 3D right now, even if it really sucks, is not permanent because the only permanent is change, that things are constantly evolving, that you are okay, and that you are choosing to be with yourself right now, today, in this moment, in this space, because this is all that we have. We don't have tomorrow yet and yesterday has gone. And give yourself what you need to support you in this space. It's okay to not be happy all the time. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. And trying to gaslight yourself out of what you're feeling to try to force yourself to be upbeat and positive and just look on the bright side, it creates more resistance when you try to just decide your way out of your feelings. It is much, 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 much more effective to shine a light on it and go, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I need. I'm going to give myself what I need as best I can, or I'm going to make sure that my need gets met as best as I can, and I'm good, and the sun is going to come up tomorrow. I haven't fucked up my manifestation because I'm not happy. I don't have to act or react from this place and just create boundaries and create space for yourself to take a step back and be a human fucking being and know that it's all going to be okay. Honestly. You can know that it's all going to work out and still feel and still feel like it's not. You can cry and still manifest good shit. You can process grief and still pro- and still create good things. It all doesn't fall apart just because you're not happy. And so be careful. Be mindful of anybody out there who is trying to dismiss minimize or gaslight you out of what it is that you're feeling i have no problem like i'm genuinely it took a lot of years to get to this point but i'm genuinely pretty fucking happy a lot of the times i'm pretty happy and if i'm not happy i'm mostly neutral it took a lot of work to get to this point and i do tend to have a very optimistic perspective on a lot of things that also took a lot of work because i used to just be fucking miserable and negative nancy all the time. When I tell you I was cynical Sally, I really, really genuinely was. Like I was just fucking miserable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't be pleasant or look on the bright side of things to save my life. But that was the chapter of my life that I was in. And you know what? That also happened to be the time in my life where I, for whatever reason, manifested a lot of exposure to that toxic positivity shit. And you know what made me feel worse? Trying to pressure myself to be happy all the time. The transformation really occurred when I radically accepted where I was at and validated it and gave myself permission to move through it in a way that I needed to while also gradually choosing to start seeing that things would work out okay. I started relatively small with that. I started relatively small with that because I really used to be in this place where I Just, I just, oh God, I expected to be disappointed. I expected to be disappointed. I expected everybody to treat me like crap. I expected nothing to work out. I expected my man to disappoint me. I expected, expected, expected the worst. And when you expect the worst, you generate, you feed into the idea of it being the worst. It it builds the energy of it being the worst. Then you act from that place and you create the outcome. And then even when good things happen, you think it's a booby trap and you're like this isn't real this is loaded this is the rug's about to get to get ripped out from under me we've all either been that and this is really resonating with you because you know what I'm talking about or we've been around people like that where they just are so cynical and expect the worst and then when good things happen to them they still find a way to to be miserable about it like it's loaded they don't trust it so it started really small for me gradually choosing to be a a little bit baby optimist about the smallest little things and giving the universe an opportunity to prove me right. Really a transformational thing for this, if this specifically is something that you struggle with, developing a gratitude practice. Really, really, and we talked about it in my coach training program, hunting the good stuff is what they called it in my coach training program. Looking for the solution or allowing the solution to come through instead of focusing on the problem. Generating gratitude, giving yourself an opportunity to just start making baby lists of the things that did go right today. And the list can start small. My list started really, really small back when I was in this place. It started with, I woke up today I showered today and the water was hot and clean. I ate today. The sun was out today. I was able to pet my animals. I'm in good health. I'm healthy today. It started small. I started expressing gratitude for the little things. And when you start looking for things to be grateful for, it generates that energy of gratitude and it compounds and it compounds and it compounds and then gradually over time, my perspective started to really and truly shift and change in this area. But it starts with expressing gratitude for the little things. Otherwise, if you're not intentional about looking for things that are going right and you are someone who is really, really stuck in this pessimistic, cynical space, that's all you're ever going to be able to see. And it's going to be very difficult for coaches and mentors and therapists to even get through to you. It was impossible for anybody to get through to me. I didn't want to hear it. I couldn't hear it because I didn't want to hear... I wasn't happy and everybody told me that if I wanted to create things in my life I needed to be happy and it just made it worse and so anybody who tried to give me any kind of guidance I just wasn't hearing. I wasn't in a place to be able to hear it. I just was I was just miserable. So, I had to take accountability for that first and go, "Okay, I don't want to be here anymore." And obviously just trying to decide that I'm not not where I'm at is not helping me at all. And I started setting boundaries with, with anything that was making me feel worse. I started setting boundaries with that toxic positivity shit. I stopped reading that kind of stuff. I stopped surrounding myself with that kind of messaging and that kind of like guilting me out of my feelings type of vibe. And I just, I went inwards. I went inwards and I allowed myself to start acknowledging and validating how I was feeling. And I started, instead of trying to focus on feeling better, I just focused on giving myself what I needed in that moment. And by default, that paired with a baby gratitude practice, which in my Keep My Cool training, I'll link it below. I have, I've designed a gratitude journal to get you started with this. It's got printable pages and it's it's really simple, really, really clean, very simple, very elegant, very good place to start. Um, but if you don't want to do that, just honestly grab your journal or grab a piece of paper and start listing three to five things morning and night that you're grateful for and just stick with that and it'll build from there. It can build from there. Um, that paired with a baby gratitude practice really led to deep, deep, deep transformation of my perspective. And then once you're able to kind of accomplish that shift in perspective where, you're generating more gratitude you're noticing more things going right for you your dominant thoughts will start to shift your dominant assumptions will start to shift you'll start expecting better you'll start expecting better and you'll start appreciating all the things that are going right and you'll start to see the things that are maybe going wrong or look a little funny or don't look so don't look so hot don't look so fun you'll start to see it as everything working out for me instead of everything happening to me. And real, true transformation can occur. You can go from cynic to optimist. You can go from, you know, trying to gaslight yourself out of your feelings and feeling really, really stuck to feeling okay. You can. You really, really, genuinely, honestly can. But it's not going to help you get there. Continuing to... Dismiss or avoid or gaslight yourself out of your how, your feelings if you're not feeling so great. Toxic positivity. And spiritually bypassing your trauma and your shit and the state of your nervous system and your genuine, real needs. Because you're feeling a certain type of way because you need something. Feelings are information, emotions are information. They're not the devil. We don't need to run from them. We don't need to fight them. We don't have to dismiss them. Everything can serve us if we're willing to see it through that lens. Set boundaries with anybody who tries to tell you just be happy. No, don't tell me to just be happy. Don't tell me to look on the bright side. I will get there on my own. But you just telling me be happy, Mm, I'd rather not. Thanks. I'd rather not. Thanks. I'd rather not. Thanks. I'm not just going to decide that I don't have anxiety anymore. I'm not just going to decide harder that I'm, you know, that I'm happy. I'm not just going to dismiss how I feel. I'm going to listen to how I feel. I'm going to acknowledge and validate it. I'm going to parent myself. I'm going to lead myself. I'm going to acknowledge what my need is in this moment. And I'm going to do what I need to do. Because maybe I have to work. Maybe I have to be a parent. Maybe I have responsibilities I need to take care of and I don't have the room on my schedule or the luxury of being able to lay on the couch all day and sit in my feelings. Maybe I have all of that to take care of, but I'm going to do what I need to do and implement the mental skills and the tools and the self-regulation to get myself at least to the place where I can take care of my responsibilities but i am going to keep it in the back of my head that i'm feeling tired i'm feeling burned out i'm feeling sad about something i'm feeling grief about something i'm feeling anger about something and i am going to create space as soon as humanly possible to process it and sit with it and give myself what i need in that moment transformation comes from implementing this type of stuff that i've talked about throughout this episode rather than just trying to guilt shame yourself out of creating things and into creating something different, um, ignoring, denying, bypassing real shit that you've experienced in the past that has impacted you, mental health stuff going on, trauma, nervous system stuff. And real transformation, honestly, comes from developing better mental skills for learning how to manage our emotions instead of just trying to gaslight ourselves out of them Because of this absolute bullshit lie that we have to be happy all the time in order to manifest. It's just not accurate. It's just not accurate. It's just not accurate. It's just not accurate. So that's it for today. That's really all I wanted to cover. I really feel concluded and I I really feel like this is a pretty powerful episode. Um, I loved talking about these things. If there are other toxic pieces of advice or, or lies or, or things that you guys see. Cause remember, I'm, I don't, I don't see it all that much anymore. I don't, I'm very intentional about the content that I consume, but I hear from my students and my audience things that are perpetuated and I get emails asking me about this stuff. So if you guys can think of anything else, like common themes that you see that aren't really sitting right with you or things that you'd love for me to talk about in future episodes, kind of along these lines. Write in, email admin at DM me on Instagram, let me know, make a request. I'm happy to continue gathering feedback on the podcast from y'all, future episodes, things that you'd love for me to talk about and educate on and riff on and, and do all the things. And I just love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for learning with me. Thank you for your trust. Um, If you are interested in exploring working with me, there are are a couple of options. So right now I have the Keep Your Cool Training Bundle available. It's really, really cool. Probably my favorite training that I've ever done. If you really want to dive into learning nervous system regulation and emotional regulation so that you can stay on track with your manifestations and kind of develop more of those schools. Every time I go to say skills and tools, it comes out as schools. So if you, if you want to develop any of those schools for managing yourself so that you don't feel like you're constantly reacting to everything you see in your life. That training will be really good. The training's about an hour long and it's got a great start, starter protocol in there for the homework for you to start implementing into your life with great exercises and, and techniques and things that you can do to help manage yourself. The bundle also includes the gratitude journal. Um, I also designed a coloring book for y'all with printable pages. That's one of my favorite things I've ever created ever. And right now it also has a list of, it's got a bundle of like 25, I think it's 25 Phone backgrounds with affirmations and mantras on them for you to be able to use They're for nurturing a growth mindset specifically. So that's what the bundle contains right now. I do have a couple tricks up my sleeve and things that are going to be added. So if you want to grab it now at the $17 price, you'll automatically get access to everything gets added to it in the future as the bundle grows and expands. Another option for working with me is my membership. The membership includes the bundle. The membership is a vault of resources. There's new things being added to it every single month, new trainings. My confidence course is four or five modules long. It's currently being revamped, and it's releasing the beginning of February into the membership. I've got three tiers to my membership. The first one is silver. It's $27 a month that gets you access to all of the self-study material, including anything new that gets added. You also get access to the support community and the Q&A thread where I am available for you to ask me questions and I check in with it once or twice a day, Monday through Friday, and I'm there to do like written coaching inside the community. That's what you get for $27. The gold plan is $57 a month. You get everything in the silver plan and you get access to the Q&A call thread and the link to the Zoom call to attend the uh, live Q&A calls with the group on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Time. The last plan, the Platinum plan, is currently $2.97 a month, and it includes everything in the Silver and Gold plans, and you also get one one-to-one call with me. One thing I do want to say about the Q&A calls in the Gold and Platinum plan, we're at a this is a very unique place and time to be able to join my membership. Because the group is still manageable enough for me that I have the capacity to actually work with each person, usually, who shows up to the Q&A call. That's, like, unheard of. That's high-touch mastermind-level support that the students are currently getting at the gold level who who are come in and are able to attend the Q&A calls. It's mastermind-level support. People are able to get a solid five, 10 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes of coaching and work around their specific manifestation, their specific scenario. The calls are also recorded. So even if you can't attend live, you have a week to be able to review that week's week's Q&A call before the next recording replaces it. So it's very, 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 it's an incredible amount of value, incredible amount of value, no matter what tier option you end up choosing um it's really my favorite thing that i've that i it's best intuitive nudge i've ever been given honestly y'all are my favorite manifestation my students and and my membership members are just the loves of my life and i would love to extend an invitation if it feels like a good fit for you i will drop all the details of the keep your cool bundle and the metamorphosis membership down below in the description and show notes and email My email will be down there too. If you have any questions whatsoever, comments, concerns, feedback, I would love to hear from you. Email me at admin at com, and I will see you next week.